0: Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode number 280. It's our Comic Shenanigans on the Road episode. I'm your host Adam Chapman and in a moment we'll jump into the episode where I recorded it on the road with... um um, Paul Scores, frequent guest of the show, and also my brother-in-law, and my other brother-in-law, Richard Bryson, who's been one, on one other episode last year uh, during an on-the-road episode. I think it was episode 206. Uh, we Last year we recorded an episode while we were on our way home from a baseball road trip, so this year we're trying it again. This time uh, we're on our way to Pittsburgh uh, to watch a Pittsburgh Pirates game on the weekend of June 13th and 14th um, so this will be coming out the week after um, so strap yourselves in for um, hopefully a, a lively chat uh, obviously this intro was done before the show, uh, has actually been recorded and um, if you want to email us you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com like us on Facebook, rate or review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes uh, listen to us on Stitcher and also post in our htromos thread as well I'm really behind on putting those up but once, one of these days I'll finally get back up to it Um, looking forward to the future our next uh, even numbered episode episode 282 will be our episode where we have a conversation with the uh, acclaimed artist Mike Diodato as he sits down with us for about an hour to uh, chat the craft, his history in comics etc. It was actually a really interesting chat um, so I'm really excited for people to take a listen to that Um, future episodes will also include conversations with Ron Garney, Barbara Kiesel and many others as we continue our summer interview series so uh, in the meantime enjoy this on the road episode and then we'll catch us back next week for an interview with Mike Diodato Jr. Thanks again and here we go as we jump into the episode
1: on the road again
2: I'm allowed to use curse words in antidotes?
0: You can Antidotes? You can always Ane- an- I don't know how to say that word. Anecdotes? Anecdotes. It's not an antidote. Antidote uh, I got
2: nothing
0: though. Got nothing? Nothing at all.
2: Nothing
1: funny
0: anyways. Let's talk to your plan of Tony Stark in terms of the uh game Tark. Tony, Stark. Tony Tark. Stony Tark. Tony Tark. Tony. Stark Who was it? <laughs> Stony Tark. Which doesn't make any sense to people who are just joining us. I don't know. You, we did play a Marvel trivia. You can edit this though if
2: you want. I, like, I could edit it. Just chop that part in. I
0: almost never edit though. I, I like the, the rawness. Likes it raw. <laughs> when, things, when things go wrong, I want to be able to capture that, that feeling of when things actually go wrong.
1: Alright. Well, your show is always full of shenanigans, right? At the
0: end of the day. Absolutely full of shenanigans. Yeah. No, we, uh, we did a Marvel trivia game for. How long did it take you to ask every single question in that box? I'm going to say at least two hours (laughs) I don't think it was two hours I don't know It was a pretty long time though
1: Probably close to an hour and a half
0: Yeah That was a lot of questions Did you learn a lot about Marvel Comics, Richard?
1: No Did you retain any
0: of it? Not really Did you retain none of it? Hydra That's what I got That's what you
2: got from it If you asked me some questions I'd probably go with Hydra Maybe Rick Jones <laughs> Rick Jones <laughs> Rick yeah, Jones There you go yeah, there. Of time You times. know
0: a character You didn't know before
2: uh, I still, I couldn't Point him
1: out on I can't a believe page. I love the Bucky Barnes question
0: Oh what Bucky James? Barnes first name was yeah. James Paul Buchanan, Buchanan Paul. Barnes
1: I had to be Buchanan Barnes I just cannot Remember the first name Total brain
2: I remember there was One question that had About five J names in it
0: J Oh it was J. J Jonah Jameson's, Jameson's Son John Jameson. Jameson Was he married To she Jennifer
2: Walters Jackson Jennifer Walters, Walters. You're, you're good uh, Okay You're
0: actually retaining Why something they make there
2: they her last name Walters They should have thrown a J in there
0: Well at the time she had When they created the character She had no connection to the JJJs
2: mm. It reminds me of the uh, What's the show called 19 and Counting or something
0: Yeah Oh all and the every, kids all the Duggars And
2: they're all named yeah. with with J: Jebediah John Josiah, Jackson And they start making up names Jessa They're like Linda. you are like What <laughs> Jeslinda Who the just, call it
0: just a, Linda, basically. Just, just Linda.
2: This is Just Linda. <laughs>
0: These
1: guys are crazy. Yeah. Legit crazy. Legit
0: crazy. Speaking of uh, that character, Jay Jonah Jameson, they they made it more confusing a few years ago because they made him Jay Jonah Jameson Jr. <laughs> made, guys. There wasn't enough. Js. Is
2: mom, Jenna Jameson.
0: Jenna Jameson.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: That's it done. Um So Richard Now are you
1: Are your, your people of background saying who the three of us are And we were Well whispering. Is that in your intro already
0: I, I think people know I mean Episode I think 206 Was the last appearance of Of Richard On <laughs> the re- show
1: You'd remember that
0: I remember that I, Well I think I mentioned In the intro Um That was the last time We did our comic shenanigans On the road During a road trip That was back in S- September Uh Although well, I think the episode Went up in October And then Paul's been on the show A lot people know Paul but Richard, you're the kind of the, the, the wild card
2: Yeah, I throw in a once a year appearance You should bust out like a baseball podcast So that people don't think I'm such a retard But, I mean <laughs> well, That's not politically correct I mean, such a disabled, Intellectually
0: challenged individual Only when it comes to comic books And, and movies, as we discovered Yeah, movies like Which is funny much. because when it comes to music You're like a, a human jukebox That's true You know everything Except,
2: I can only sing the songs or like make up songs Or Maybe tell you a few artists But I'm not really good at artist
0: names But if I play something you can You know, gonna sing, sing it word Usually for word sing along. Yeah. That, That's a pretty big thing When I mean, we were at that Big and Rich concert and you were like starting to sing along Yeah that's true And I was like I, I don't I don't know these songs I like them they're good but I don't know them So you've been watching Daredevil And Paul has not finished it because he's horribly remiss Episode 8 Episode I'm 8, eight. It's been out two I'm months there. already I finished it in three days
1: Yeah Yeah, because you have no life I finished it
0: quite I have a life Quite quickly Actually, I did a lot of it on my commute I don't understand why you didn't watch it on your commute I tried watching it on my commute But since I drive <laughs> now
2: It made it quite dangerous Yeah, that's a little harder yeah. I sleep through most of my commute Really busted through my data plan quickly I, I <laughs>
0: <laughs> For sure uh, well okay So we'll only talk We'll try to only limit it to Up to, up to episode 8
2: How am I going to do that I couldn't tell you
0: What episode well, was Well talk, talk vaguely then Did you enjoy the series You're not really a, You're not a comic book fan You started watching it Because it was just Something that was on On Netflix You thought you'd give it a shot
2: uh, Yeah because People I live with Wanted to maybe watch X-Men movie Wasn't really feeling that But I saw Daredevil It looked kind of good like the Netflix original stuff mm-hmm. thought I'd give it a shot and then I figured that would give you something to ask me a million questions about that might make
0: me not look completely dumb <laughs> intellectually, intellectually challenged <laughs> intellectually challenged absolutely uh now I'll ask you about some of the casting because that's something that it doesn't get into too much of the episodes themselves uh what do you think of the guy playing Daredevil himself Charlie Cox
2: um his name is pretty nice <laughs> Uh, he's pretty good. I, I don't know because I don't have any background knowledge, so I can't. Did tell you watch
0: you the Ben Affleck film?
2: I did not. I was going to like just as a little like bonus watch that for you, so I could be <laughs> like, oh, and I watched the movie. But then I tried to download it on some hack internet site, and it wouldn't work. And I got angry and probably cursed a lot, and then went to bed. Um, but. I thought he was pretty good I, I liked let's just say I liked his casting he seemed pretty good fit the character um his acting skills were good I felt like he was real the whole time yep um getting coming up please escort whoa that's some serious escorting
0: that will play well on the audio podcast yeah well I mean <laughs> commenting on things a, happening on the road
2: yeah be like, whoa this, this Richard guy Knows a lot about escorts I don't know what,
0: <laughs> What's going on with that What'd you think of uh, Charlie Cox uh, Paul? Uh,
2: Charlie Cox So oh, not Charlie's cock <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a completely Different episode Absolutely It's the porn edition um, God No, I had no issue with him I think he's uh, I like his Tone both, yep. A voice Both while well, he's His bravado Yeah like okay. I think he fits the role Really well He's got the uh, The physical attributes um, and I, I don't know Adam you can answer this better Is he uh, All the action sequences Is that him?
0: He did is, have a stunt double
1: At some point yeah. yeah But is he Martially uh, Well, well I think In a
0: lot of these that yeah, They do they have to do A lot of training So they can look good Doing as much As, as they can Right Okay
2: There was only like one or two spots where I really noticed the stunt doubles.
0: Yeah. Okay. What I do appreciate and this is showing how far comic book adaptations in general have come is that in 2003 which is very early in the comic book movie game um, one of the the downfalls of the Daredevil movie at the time was that there was a lot of really awkward wire work like you could tell they were kind of jumping off things and whereas here it felt like a much more natural approach to combat like it felt like these these were actual street fights. This isn't. Oddly, oh yeah, it's very like, grounded. You know, very grounded. It yeah. didn't feel like it was very kind of, you know, this. It didn't feel like wire work. I should just put it like that. Like it well, felt like people who trained well could actually have these kinds of fights.
1: Yeah.
0: And that extra grounded feeling. And again, it's not necessarily a knock against a 2003 movie. It just wasn't that time. A more grounded approach to storytelling and to superheroics did not exist. Um, when
1: well, you had all this Matrix crap out at the time too so Absolutely So that was really On the forefront So people doing crazy Flying shit in the air
0: was Like Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon Like yeah. Wirework Was just the way That people did things
2: yeah. The one thing I can say That I didn't like About the fights And it wasn't the fights Themselves It was the fact that Daredevil Busts into a room With like 50 guys With machine guns Boom No problem Takes him down But then he gets in a fight With like one dude And it takes him like 45 minutes To take the guy down
0: Well, in some cases, some of them had more skill.
2: Okay, maybe, but... Like,
0: the skill of his opponents, and sometimes he wasn't in the best of repair when he was doing it, and... Like, I think there's enough ways to kind of be like, well, if you think about this and that... I get what you're saying, and that's kind of true, but... That's just, in general, any action movie thing at all, right? I know, and it always makes me mad, because I'm all about the realism. (laughs) Like... That being said, like in the second episode where they have that awesome, what, six minute fight sequence.
2: Second episode, second episode. Where he goes
0: save the little boy. He's, he goes to save the little boy and oh, he's already. From been, the warehouse? Yeah, and he already got like. And he's his, like
2: flipping in and out of the rooms. Yeah, yeah
0: and it's all like one shot. Like yeah. that was really well done. And it, I never felt like they it, it took me out. Of it. Like, and what I liked about that again is that the realism. It felt like every time he hits someone, he like knocks himself down. And he has to, like, get back up and, like, everyone's stumbling around. Like, you don't just take someone out with one hit. It takes a while. But, like, people are just knocking around the room, like, falling around. That's what it would more or less be like as opposed to what you're used to seeing in these types of situations.
2: It was pretty good. I, I enjoyed that fight sequence, actually, the, where all you were doing was, like, looking at the doorway in the hallway and you kept, like, flipping in and out. It yeah. Was pretty
0: cool. Now, what's interesting about that, and I would love to see it on, like, a home video release if they ever show, like, kind of a making of that sequence, is that because it's all one cut... You know, they have, like, the stuntman Kind of cycling in and out Like, it's him, and then he's out And then the stuntman's in And then they switch again, like, that's really cool When you can kind of do that in one continuous sequence Because usually in a fight sequence They'll have a, f- you know, you'll you'll see a few beats And then they'll they'll cut And it's like six beats, cut Yeah. And I think they were saying, I was re- listening to an interview There was like 40 beats here Or, or actually, maybe even a little bit more did, than that
2: Did they have the same person Directing all the episodes?
0: No I believe there were different directors. Okay. Uh, what did you think about Rosario Dawson as uh, the night nurse, or Claire Temple, I believe?
2: Um, all I can think is, was she in Rent?
0: I don't know. I don't think. I, I have no idea, actually.
2: Um. Anyway, I, I thought she was the, the girl from Rent.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, was that is that in her favor or not? <laughs>
2: I'm I'm loving musicals, so I guess so. But obviously not enough. But Rent's not one of my favorites, so... And I'm sure the people that are listening to your podcast love musicals, because that seems like something that everybody who likes comics would like. But, uh, yeah, I liked her.
0: Paul? I mean, they've, they've basically taken a character that used to exist in, in the Luke Cage comic, which was Claire Temple, and merged her with the Night Nurse character that we know to oh, okay. create this kind of hybrid Nightmare's character. And I like that it kind of gave... Was her name Claire? It was.
1: Okay.
0: It gave Daredevil someone kind of to play against.
1: I guess? Well, not play Just... against.
0: Like to, like, to have someone to actually talk to as Daredevil. Like, you know, usually he does a lot of the stuff solo, right? And okay. Foggy doesn't know about his identity. Um, and that's kind of an... Uh, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, they need a way for the the, the viewer to be able to bond with him in his superheroic identity, and if you don't have his main kind of friend knowing that, you have to kind of introduce someone else for him to play off of. That's more what I mean. And I thought it was nice that they kind of gave him a way to do that, and someone to do that with. Foggy, I thought, was really well cast. Really? I, you okay. You know, so. here's the thing. At first, I really... I, he really bugged me. The, the more the, the show kept going, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm more into this now. So, I guess
2: my question is, how real is he to... Foggy, that is foggy, and all the other
0: fairly fairly real, like this kind of kind of jokester who's who can be quite serious and kind of get down to it, but at the same times, you know, is kind of a lovable oaf half the time. And I thought that part was kind of carried off pretty well.
1: So I guess we jump in here. Because I saw a sign for Jack her What I was aiming for. Was that Buffalo Weldings over there? Preference? Uh, I, doesn't matter to me. Doesn't
0: matter to me.
2: Um, as always, go on. But so, Foggy, and yes, again, I have no background. That's okay. I, I thought he was good. I liked him. He was, you know, between him and Murdoch, things were pretty decent, except for the scene where he finds out mm-hmm. that he's the daredevil mm-hmm. and it's emotional. <laughs> and, I was
0: trying to stay away from well, that because Paul not, hasn't seen it all. It's
2: not my fault. Fair the way. guy didn't watch it. We told him ahead of time. <laughs> I thought he was brutal.
0: In terms of just be, Like the acting, the the acting. Or th- I, he Really? Was
2: trying, I don't know He was trying to be like emotional Didn't work for me I Might have like, just been yeah. more The script
0: Might have been the script too I mean Maybe Well I you feel bad Because we just spoiled, spoiled Something for Paul I'm oh. like oh.
2: oh no Paul didn't watch the thing No he should
0: have
2: I figured it would Probably happen So it's not over it. yeah, oh. Until I talk about Him getting the suit that's gonna be a huge spoiler. Oh, you didn't know he got a suit and looks no, like I, the Daredevil? I know he gets the suit in the end. Yes. Um also there's some police up here, so let's not rip past.
0: <laughs> Did you uh enjoy the love story for Kingpin?
1: The Vanessa stuff?
0: Yeah.
1: It's a stretch for me. Really? It's interesting, yeah.
0: I appreciated it because, again, that's that's the kingpin of the comics is that you see two sides of him, and I think it made him more real. And it was interesting to kind of see him become the kingpin we know more. Like, he starts off as kind of being this guy in the shadows, you can't say his name, like, he's he's not owning himself. I thought as he was much. cooler like that. You think so?
2: Yeah,
0: I don't know. I think it was pretty. And I loved Wesley, his uh, his major domo, his right hand man. Yeah,
2: does he. Is he in the comics?
0: A little, yeah.
2: And does... does uh,
0: he
2: disappear into the night? <laughs> slash get shot in the chest a bunch of times in the comic? Uh,
0: no. Is he... So he's around well, forever? No, he, he, he's dead. Um, Actually, I think there's different characters that kind of take on that role. Okay. So actually, I can't remember which one was specifically Wesley.
2: Okay. So... Um...
0: In they, the show
2: Yes Do they ever refer to him as the kingpin?
0: They actually do not Okay I don't believe they do
2: Reading these trivia cards is the first time I ever had the kingpin thing Okay,
0: okay. You know what, and I kind of think that's, again, part of that realistic thing Like, the minute you say something like, I'm the kingpin, eh? Like, it, it could take away it from some of that like realism he's really
2: Canadian when he throws A <laughs> at
0: the end of it, so. Yes, but you know what I mean Like, it, it kind of detracts a little from the realism Like, even the name Daredevil I won't say how it's used, but, I mean, even that way kind of makes sense for this very real-world concept. Now, next season will be interesting because they're going to be bringing in the Punisher, and I think that's kind of the way to make the the Punisher work. Is the
2: Punisher against Daredevil?
0: Uh, The Punisher is not specifically against Daredevil. I mean, typically in the comics when they tangle, the Punisher's about killing criminals. Daredevil's about stopping them and not killing them, typically. Right. Um... So that's usually their kind of their dividing line is that. It's
1: Batman? Open.
0: Yeah, because the Punisher's not afraid to kill people, and he will kill people. And then, you know, Daredevil's just kind of really against it. So they always have this kind of moral difference, um, which is what kind of. And I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what Punisher's like, um, not in his own series, but instead being more of a force of nature. Being, I'm hoping he's a force of nature anyway. Like I want him just in there for a few episodes, just kind of coming in, tearing shit up. And having this kind of battle with Daredevil because they are on different sides. Yeah. Um, And I think that could really work because I think when you try to make it, it's kind of like Hulk. Hulk works better when he's an antagonist or at least not the primary protagonist. Um, and I think the Hulk movies kind of bear that out. He's more interesting when he's not the main character and he can still kind of be the Hulk without you having to kind of empathize with him that much.
2: I think if, we went, I think if we went back to episode 2, whatever you said, to my last appearance on the show, <laughs> I probably mentioned that the Hulk is the character that I hate the most of all of the Marvel characters. Fair enough. Don't like him. Too ridiculous. Why, why do you got to be green?
0: And now we're going to take a break. Nobody's green. Nobody's green. I'm not green. No, you're not.
2: Have you pushed the button
0: yet? I have pushed the button and we're back.
2: Nice.
0: Okay. Where were we?
2: Speaking of foggy. Be-
0: speaking of foggy. It is foggy right now. It is quite foggy as we drive. Ridiculously foggy, I would say. Um,
2: you Reminds me of how ridiculous that scene was with foggy when he finds out <laughs> that his buddy
1: is
0: Daredevil. I have to say, there was a few things I was surprised they did in the series. Again, I'm going to try and stay away from them.
1: But I guess you can't count on it lasting the, the one season. If it flopped, then it was what it was, and you're okay.
0: Yeah, well, originally uh, it was only ever supposed to be one one season. They were never going to do more. It's just because they had such a, um, a strong response that they decided, okay, well, we have to do season two now. Yeah. Um... There was some decisions they made in Season 1 that I'm surprised they made. Again, I'm going to try and stay away from spoilers, even if Richard doesn't care. <laughs> um, with one I'm character... I'm just going to spoil the shit out of you. <laughs> there was one one uh, character in particular I was surprised with the decision they made with them. Um... It worked for the story, it worked for the... It, just, it was a surprise, but I guess that's what I like about it, is it challenges what your expectations are. I mean, when you think of Daredevil, there's a certain few elements that, as a comic book reader and a longtime fan of Daredevil, there's a certain, certain few elements I think of, and I'm glad they held back on some of them. I'm glad we never saw Electra. I'm glad we didn't see Bullseye. Sorry to spoil those for you, Paul. We don't see either of them.
1: No, I... I... I kind of feeling like that wasn't going to happen. But yeah. I'm
0: glad we didn't, because that's the problem with the movie. Well, the pro- movie has a lot of problems. Movies in general have problems, because they take these things which, in the comics, are these long-term narratives, and they have to wedge it into two hours. And then they have to kind of connect the dots and explain it all, and a lot of times in comics, things just kind of happen, but in the movies, nothing just happens. See, Everything has to be connected.
2: Part of the reason why I could handle watching it was because... He was pretty much the only superhero. I think that's part of the reason that I have problems with superhero comics is when there's too many, too many people guys. that have abilities. Because yeah. I can I, I like the real life stuff. And I can kind of believe that there's one guy out there trying to make a difference. He's a little bit special more special than everybody else. But once there's like 10 jackasses wearing tights going around fighting people. It's just too much, I don't well, believe it.
0: No, it's interesting you say that because I mean this this new T V series does take place in the same world as the Avengers movies. In fact, in the first couple episodes they mentioned the you know, the the Battle of New York. They mentioned that there's all this destruction, that's part of why right, see? Okay. all these land deals are happening and all these reconstruction deals are happening.
2: And you got that. Yes. And I said, What the heck happened in New York? When are they gonna explain that to me?
0: And they didn't bother, they didn't which bother. is both a good and bad thing, right? Like, exactly. It just kind of they they set it up so that if you knew, you got it, and that's the playing field they're in. But if they didn't, that's okay. It's not that integral. It's just setting the play set, you know, place and for this. The other
2: thing, um, I realized there's the area of New York called Hell's Kitchen.
0: Yes, it's also uh, called Clinton. I was, okay. Sorry.
2: <laughs> uh, no, that's where I was going with that, uh, but. For me Every time they said Hell's Kitchen All I could think of Was Gordon Ramsay (laughs) (laughs) And that's more My wheelhouse Of TV shows So that's what I kept going to So
0: you're like Where's the uh, Where's the Beef Wellington
2: (laughs) Yeah exactly Because a guy loves Some Beef Wellington And risotto uh, Yeah That's his two dishes So just uh, as an
0: aside, I don't know how you go on that show and don't know how to do a freaking Beef Wellington in yeah, Arizona. Yeah, like, on,
2: practice a few times. Like, it's not like they're like, hey, we're here to pick you up for the show. She I should have practiced.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, if you've ever watched this show, and they're always, like, I'm big fans of the show, then maybe you should know exactly what they're going to ask you to make. Hope your comic book people are just like,
2: yes, I love Hell's Kitchen. It's my favorite <laughs> show. So glad I listened to this Hell's
0: Kitchen podcast. <laughs> Can you imagine I, If I did a uh, podcast Just called Hell's Kitchen And it was only about Gordon Ramsay's show But made, thought it would be about well, made, Yeah made sure I linked <laughs> to it on my like, general websites Be like hey guys You should totally link To this awesome new web um, Podcast called Hell's Kitchen And then i be like What the hell This isn't what I asked for Anyway I, I would do
2: that podcast With
0: you The Hell's Kitchen one Yeah I don't really watch it My well, wife does uh, Too bad for She's you She's cooler than me apparently That's true <laughs> <laughs> Um not quite as good-looking, though, if that makes you feel better. Nah. That's nice. <laughs> the lie. So, you're so sweet. <laughs> um, where are we going? Uh, what would you think of, like, he's a big part of it, but Kingpin himself, like, the way he's...
2: Kingpin never heard of him. Sorry,
0: Wilson Fisk. <laughs> oh, you thought I was talking about the uh, the Bill Murray movie? Um,
2: yes. <laughs> <laughs> a little bowling action going
0: on. Absolutely. Um... So, you Will, know what Wilson Fisk
2: What surprised me the most And again, I, I don't know actors' names But he looked so much different and Just the person who played him in general Yeah Compared to what he's looked like on everything else I've seen Like in
0: Law and Order and that kind yeah, of stuff Like yeah. yeah Well, it's interesting too Because most of the time he's been a hero Not a man in black But in, usually he's a heroic character
2: Men in black <laughs>
0: um, Usually yeah. he's heroic And here he's a very despicable Kind of brutal villain What I liked about it Was that And they've said this In interviews Is that His Wilson Fisk Has a very much A childlike quality to him Because when he's Super angry and pissed You know He'll he'll put your head In the car door And smack it Until you're dead Have you seen that episode? Yeah That's Holy weird.
2: shit that was cool
0: That's pretty brutal <laughs> Yeah and then That's oh, pretty man, early cool. right? But he's very vengeful But he's also cunning Like Sometimes he, he's He's a very cunning Strategist And there's other times When he's just A Psycho five-year-old who's ranting and raving don't talk to my mom but there, you know, there's like, a
1: few things why like
0: why sorry what? Does he talk like William Shatner Maybe I didn't think it was that
2: bad <laughs> I
0: didn't think it was that bad I didn't even know no, he, yeah. he had pauses. I thought he had I thought he had dramatic season. pauses but I, think, I thought they were earned and I thought Oh, they're pretty cool. Like the, the first time we really have King, uh, sorry Wilson Fisk, talking to Daredevil over the walkie-talkie, I thought was that was like an awesome sequence.
2: The one thing that I thought was, I felt like he believed that he was a hero.
0: Yes. Well, like, and that's kind of the way he felt until the very end when he when he told the story about the Samaritan. Yes. Again, I'm trying to be as vague as possible for you, Paul. <laughs> It's, it's killing me a little. Of course it is. Um, but you know what I mean? Like I think that was what's interesting about it is that it was almost like a journey of self discovery for Wilson Fisk. That he thought he was this hero um, trying to do this good thing for, for, for his city. And at the end, he kind of makes his own realization of really what, it, what he means, what he is. And he's not what he thought he was. He's okay with that, but it changes his perspective. Which, again, is interesting because usually villains don't. Like, I like the Marvel movies. But can you really, besides Loki, can you point to a Marvel villain in the last 11 movies that has really had a good characterization and been very solid?
2: If I could tell you one of the last 11 <laughs> movies.
0: Yes, you can. You've seen Iron Man.
2: Iron Man. So uh, the villain in that was...
0: That, some, that's, uh, that's a dramatic pause. people
2: from the Middle East.
0: Well, yeah nah, but, that's all I remember But there was also his business partner Played right. by besides
1: Stane
0: Yeah Um So we had Ob- say? Obadiah, Obadiah stain. stain Remember that that name you kept reading on the, the trivia cards
2: Did I read it correctly? Because that was a challenge No,
0: you didn't You were like Oobadiah. Obadiah
2: Obadiah <laughs> Jebediah
0: Yeah, you might have said that a couple times too Because I was too. used
2: to everything having a J to start out with So I just slapped that man into the
0: Jebediah <laughs> Um but yeah, like so, like Obadiah Stane was in the first Iron Man movie. He was his business partner who ended up kind of selling him out and being no, behind Stane and Hammer and Whiplash and uh... like, granted, right them great characters. Like yeah. they were cool villains. They worked for the movies, and yeah. the movies they were in are good. But they, like, they themselves lacked. And but part I mean, of us also
2: talking about a movie and well, stories. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So the that is part amount of it. time you can build that. Yeah. I'm banking on the fact That most of the people who are going to watch these movies Are They, they have a comic book knowledge None anymore so, no. I think
0: I think that's not There's so many people who All they know of, of comic books are what they see In the movies and that's it yeah. Like, I mean, a great example is Paul's wife April loves the Avengers movies Right? Yeah. So, But she doesn't, she doesn't really know anything about the characters, does she? No, but it, she probably not, gets a back that. story and does she ask for backstory about the characters, or does she just go in and say that was awesome? I no, want to see another one. She'll
1: poke me and ask me questions on some shit. She doesn't get sometimes.
0: Okay, but generally speaking, like she's a good example of someone who's not really a fan, who's become a fan because of certain movies.
1: But I mean,
2: how long you can't have a six-hour movie? So no, you can't. And the, obviously, no, and obviously Loki that is... has
1: three movies under his belt. No, absolutely, and, Avengers, right?
0: and that's part of it. But I mean. I don't know. Like, There's a lot of movies that have really good, compelling villains no, that the, are only two hours long. In The Mask 2, I, I wasn't a big
2: fan of Loki.
0: <laughs> um, the Mask oh 2
2: was a terrible movie. Yeah. So, wasn't
0: uh, it called Son of the Mask?
2: Yes. He had the dog wearing the mask, I think. I, I, I
0: forgot know. that even came out. I remember but seeing anyway, a trailer. Loki was in it, for those of you who are
1: interested. Check it out. I, I
0: know that. Uh, well, isn't The Mask basically supposed to be Loki? Wasn't that the whole deal? I don't know. I can't remember Ben Stein explained it <laughs> That's all I remember Close relative to R.L. Stein Hopefully not uh, Last week I was watching TV And Goosebumps was on And Kelly's was like Who's that guy Walking up to the town And I'm like That's R.L. Stein she's like who? And I'm like no, I'm You know right. who he is It's like oh yeah She stopped caring about him
2: The uh The one thing I really liked That I thought was cool Was the uh the painting that he purchases Yeah Oh yeah And how they tied that Into like a whole life thing Right I, I'm a lot not allowed to spoil it For Paul here but <laughs> So like it's a repeated Part of his life Like Anyway I liked
0: it I did like that I liked his uh, That's my
2: art thing So
0: <laughs> I liked his suit that he had Um molten suit oh, yeah, Fist that was suit. Cool. I was thinking well, about Getting one of those for work <laughs> And <laughs> I, mean, I also liked how Uh <laughs> I mean, and this was a comic book reference, but the guy who who, who makes the suit, uh, Melvin Potter, he's a well-known comic book character known as the Gladiator. Um, Is he supposed to be autistic? He has some mental di- mental issues. Like it's interesting because in the comics, he was a guy who had a mental break and thought he was um, a Roman gladiator, basically, and he would dress up in like all this garb and he had like blades on his arms and. He would fight Daredevil And it was only because he had this psychotic break And didn't really know who he was anymore So he went to prison Met this this, uh, social worker Who he fell in love with She was trying to take care of him And try to help rehabilitate him And that's kind of the version of him we see here This kind of guy who's already kind of mentally broken But kind of rebuilding it a little And who has a girlfriend and he cares about And he does bad things because He's worried about his girlfriend and her safety Which is very much... Like a, a, so we got
2: a little bit of that. I mean, I had no idea who he was trying to protect,
0: and it didn't matter. It didn't make a difference. It did it, again. It's one of those extra layers that, if you know the comics, you'll get it, but you, you don't really need to get it. Which I think that's when the Easter egg works best.
2: I was like, yeah, it could be a girlfriend, a wife, a mom, a yeah, kid, for sure. Um, now. In the comic books, or yes. in other movies that he's been in, or anything like that, is he scared of Fisk?
0: Uh,
2: or, is that, or does that relationship even exist?
0: Um, not really scared of... Well, he's intimidated by crime bosses in general. Uh, part of it's because he's trying to be a good guy, trying not to get in with a bad crowd, and just trying to, you know, make costumes and, and stuff like that. So, I mean... Um, it, it's not that far of a stretch From where the character generally lies
1: Okay
0: uh, A character I really enjoyed and We're not going to talk too much about Certain aspects of how they used him But uh, Ben Urich uh, is the reporter uh, He plays a, a pretty big role here um, him, I really enjoyed Kind of how they approached Ben Urich Because he's one of my favorite Daredevil characters A um, little surprised At some of the developments But generally speaking very interesting what do you think of Ben uh, York, the reporter?
2: His acting, awesome. Yeah? Uh, I thought he was great. Probably one of my favorite
0: characters. And I don't know what else I'm allowed to say, so... Not much else. But, uh, no, he, he... Yeah, he, he kind of sells it. Again, he kind of... Again, the whole real-world aspect, he felt like a real reporter. Like, sometimes... I don't know, I guess...
2: Yeah, he felt he felt like he was a real reporter. I really felt like uh, he had been on the job a long time, and he looked at things differently than other people. And he was trying to fight against the, you know, the new age of reporting, and wanted to still give a real story when everyone else is just trying to get stuff out quick. And you know, well, that sell, was one thing I did like sell something.
1: Yeah, it's it's set in today's world, right? Yes, but you still had this balance between, um, old school. And new school, and they had to address certain things like when Daredevil takes the phone off the police guy who gets the text. Well, he can't read it or see or do anything about because it it's a touchscreen phone, right? Takes yeah. so yeah. Claire has to read it to him, and then he understands what it was all about. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool.
0: I do, yeah, I do like that. Yeah, it, it's it's very much of today's world, but and it, it's not too much.
2: I love that Yurik was like true to himself. So. He wasn't uh, You know If he if it was a story He didn't like He wasn't going to push it Just because somebody else Wanted him to Yeah He was about getting the facts And you know Making a good article And you know Really getting in To talk to different people And get different sure. aspects And you know Have people that were You know Giving him tips And
0: Yeah uh, What did uh, you think of uh, Karen Page? That's a tough one I mean Because just In the comics She for years Was kind of a cardboard character But here she got a lot more life. What would you think of her, Richard?
2: Uh The actress that plays her is probably one of my favorite actresses.
0: She's from True Blood. Isn't True too? Blood.
2: First three seasons of True Blood, she was the probably the best character in it. Okay. Um I don't so know. So you if came into it with it, you came
0: into it with some positive baggage. I,
2: I didn't know even know she was in it. Oh I really? I was like, "Whoa, sweet." Um
0: it's funny, and too, because in the first episode, you don't really realize she's going to be a big part of it. I mean, I know because, and comic book fans know, but if you weren't a comic book fan watching it, you'd be like, oh, they're oh she she's yeah. yeah, like, she feels more expendable, but if you're a fan of the character, you kind of know that that's not necessarily true.
2: And the other thing was, there was a, uh, I, I couldn't really tell, you know, if, she, if she's got a thing for Foggy or a thing for Murdoch or a thing for both of them or neither of them.
0: And that's very true to the very early days of the character. Well, I mean, I mean, she always kind of had a thing for Matt in the uh, comic. But the first couple, like first ten or so issues of the original comic, there's definitely a you know Matt and Foggy both kind of had a thing for her. So oh,
2: so they both liked her in the comic.
0: In the comic, yeah.
2: Where in this, it really only seems like Foggy does. Mm -hmm. Murdoch seems to yeah has his own has Claire.
0: Yeah, he yeah. just kind of does his own thing. Like, he doesn't really have the same romantic attachment. Or, they had that
1: moment when they're on their date in the Spanish lady's apartment. Yeah. She asked him to touch her, her face kind of thing. Yeah, that was weird as shit.
0: <laughs> Why?
2: Touch my face? Like, I, I don't know. They were very drunk and flirty, I guess, said
1: that. I
0: don't know, I feel yeah. like that's... that. If you're hanging out with someone who's, like, blind and you're like... I think that might actually happen. <laughs> Not that I want blind people to come and touch my face, but... I don't know. I I, I bought into the, the that particular moment.
2: Also, uh, Murdoch seems pretty much like a pimp for a blind guy. Like he's <laughs> just picking up all these ladies, like no nobody's business.
0: That that's a, an ongoing theme in the comics is that he has amazing luck with women. Well, I should say he has amazing and terrible luck with women. He gets extremely attractive women, and a lot of them end up dead.
1: He like so those one, are the one of his
0: girlfriends, actually I think his fiance at one point, she uh she hung herself. Um another girlfriend I think was murdered. Uh I know two high profile ones were murdered by Bullseye. Um which I think was on one of those trivia cards you read to us um, Another one of it, Like actually his wife got messed with By a villain and she went Insane and crazy and now lives in an asylum Like if you fall in love with Matt Murdoch, You're probably going to get fucked um, I mean you're I mean you're going to die I mean you're going to die
2: I'm just saying all of his senses are heightened So
0: <laughs> But, yeah, you're probably going to die. What I liked about um, the, the way they used Karen, too, is that there's kind of a hint that she has kind of an unsavory past, that maybe she's done things that are not so nice or not so good. And I, I like... I don't know if you picked up on that, Richard. Uh, when they were, I think, in the first couple episodes, they were kind of leading towards the fact that she might have a less than reputable reputation because of her past, which, for fans of the comic... Um, that's a nice little reference to what eventually happens with her character, because in the 60s, she was, like, this, you know, typical love interest character, and then they kind of let, had her leave the book saying, oh, I'm going to become an actress, and then she took off. And then when they finally brought the character back, like, 15 years later, or it might have even been further than that, um, they had, her, they, the, the first shot we see of her is in L.A., um, She's talking to, like, a drug dealer. She needs a hit. I think it was heroin. Uh, She's strung out of her mind. She's been performing in, like, really bad porn. And she sells out Murdoch's identity. Because at the time in the comic she knew about it. uh, And sells it out for a hit. And then Kingpin finds out takes apart Murdoch's life at the same time Karen's on her way back to try and like apologize to Matt for selling out his identity and to try and get clean so that's where the, where the character's kind of background is in the comics uh, prior to her death um, so I, the idea that they kind of painting the picture that she has had an unsavory past was to me a nice little tip of the hat towards that I don't think we're ever going to see that in the TV series but it is an important part of that character in the comics that's heavy it's very heavy
2: I can hardly hear
0: you. <laughs> I mean it's yeah. Daredevil Born Again is One of the best comic book stories I've ever read And it's that's a, a linchpin of that story is what happens with her um, So I, yeah I really enjoyed how she was portrayed here I mean she's strong She's not as weak as she was in the original comics I felt like she had a real personality uh, A reason to be there The only thing I will say is that I wanted to see them actually doing more work Like actually being lawyers Like, how do they make money at all? How do they even keep the lights on for five minutes? Like, that part I thought could have been addressed. I guess, but
1: do you really want to waste the time in the episodes having to do a regular legal case to turn it into more of a law and order? order You know, a little, well, a
0: little bit, yes. I mean, a little bit, I want to see a little bit more of that just to know that it's existing, or because I think that was the thing. I mean,
2: I suppose they could have, you know. Chatted about some random cases here and there
0: Yeah even even or, just the um, If they had made it seem like there is Other stuff going on that we don't see But we don't have to see it But I didn't even feel like there was other things going on And I think that just felt a little Stranger uh, Because like how are they making money How are they doing anything right now Because there is a certain amount of time that does pass Throughout the series
2: The one thing that I really didn't like
0: was... Did you not like Stick
2: No I thought he was sweet
0: Okay, he, good. to
2: me, is what Daredevil should be.
0: Badass blind badass,
2: guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, badass blind guy. And, you know, he knows when he's got to take somebody out. He's yeah. not just going to be like, yeah,
0: you're a bad guy, but I'm
2: sure kicking you in the face a few times and letting you get knocked out is going to be good enough. He's like, you had your chance, you're done. Yeah. Um, but, and it's sweet because he's an old guy. It reminds you of, like, uh, if you saw him in the street, you'd think he's, like, a nice old grandfatherly blind guy. <laughs>
0: Um, but he, will take you but he, he was will, not grandfatherly you know, at all
2: Where he like You uh, might go visit him at a retirement home Type of guy <laughs> Or you know he's playing some, some shuffleboard Or backgammon Maybe a cribbage I don't know I'm not just throwing some ideas out there And then he hits you in the, the face with his, uh, with his
0: With his walking stick Exactly um, He's pretty badass like that. that is stick Like that is how that character has always been done It was interesting too because they picked up Um the idea that there's like some, Kind of something more Going on with him And some sort of like War going on Which definitely leads more Into what was going on In the comics With the character originally So I'm interested too I don't know if you noticed this Paul the, On the drugs that they had The symbol on the back Of the, the heroin It was a question mark Wasn't it? Wasn't a question mark It, it close? looked like one of the symbols From Iron Backwards Fist Backwards
1: question mark? Okay I didn't get a good look at it But I, well, At the end of the I remember them putting the stamp I think the stick episode was last time I watched Okay. It was episode 8. Okay. So he goes to tell the guy the job's been done he killed that kid apparently. Yeah. Um, so the, the person who has a scar back and see who he is my assumption is that's the hand.
0: That he's working for? Yeah. No. and Well I, I don't personally think so. I feel like Kirigi or sorry in the comics it's Kirigi but you know I don't know if you're there yet one of the uh, guys they're dealing with uh, the Fisk's dealing with is a, is a martial artist himself. Have you got there? No. Okay. No. I think that's supposed to represent more of the hand, and I think that uh, if they're keeping to lore at all, that uh, Styx group would be called, the, well, as we learned today on the trivia game, The Chaste. Okay. Uh, and I think that's more what that's supposed to be. Okay. And again, if you ever read Daredevil, The Man Without Fear, which is Frank Miller, John Reader Jr. Uh, book from the early 90s, it very clearly kind of has a scene that almost, like, right from that. Okay. Uh, no, same kind of idea. I did like the the oblique reference to Electra in here, that there was a Greek girl he dated in college, um, which I think is a nice way to kind of set her up if they do want to use her later. Hold, hold
2: on. Who are we talking about right now? Electra. Yeah, but who's, who's got a relationship with this Greek girl?
0: Uh, Matt Murdock. They mentioned that... that I forget exactly how they mentioned it, but there's a a, a throwaway reference to that Greek girl from college, Mm -hmm. and And I probably didn't even notice it because it meant nothing. No, it's because you're not meant to. Like you're not you're not an entrenched Daredevil fan, in the demographic. (laughs) But if you are a Daredevil fan, that's a clear like, oh shit, they're talking about Elektra. Um, Which I think I kind of like that. There's a kind of a reference there, so that if they use her, they can actually. Show like that's again what doesn't work about the movie is that they have to do everything in such a short period of time so in Daredevil the movie he meets Electra, falls in love with her loses her fights her like all within half an hour um, like it feels like a few days that he, they go from having met to being deeply in love to them being betrayed and then fighting each other whereas if he met her in, in college and then things didn't go so well and then she comes back as an assassin it feels like time has you know passed we can see flashbacks that kind of set up that relationship and it feels more real that way and less forced speaking I, of which yes
1: I did enjoy younger Matt okay um the, the boy who portrays yeah, him that there was cool. and I do like that they didn't like here's the first episode with the like, origin story and lay it all on you there They're, they, they paced it out throughout the various episodes you go back to flashbacks of him being mm-hmm. trained by Stick and then yeah. having stuff mm-hmm. with his dad and just seeing what happened to him as he grew up And how he becomes the man he is today
0: I thought in some ways They didn't make Batlin Jack Murdock as Negative a character as sometimes he is Like he, he I don't think he ever hit Matt, did he? No, because that, that's definitely a part of his character In the comics Like he was a, 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 Deep down a good guy trying to do good But just couldn't get it together And you see parts of that here but I, I, I was surprised that they didn't go with I guess they didn't want audiences to be can that beat repulsive. his kid yeah I don't yeah. think well it's not not that he beats him it's more like in the comics like he hits him like I think only once and he does regret it immediately and it's just kind of showing that he was fallible and there was that kind of issue there and also establishing that there's kind of a Murdoch temper too like there's there's ways to go with that with not just having the core message being he beats his kid but I can understand why they wouldn't have included it too yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think I like the way he was portrayed,
0: but now I wondered when he was on the phone to somebody asking them the to kind of look after him. Who was he talking to? Like, was he talking to his to Matt's mom? Like, they don't reference Matt's mom. Do you know?
2: Like, is that a reference from the comic book? Like, or, do you know because of that? I don't
0: know. Well, I I only wondered because like you hear him talking to someone to look after Matt, right? And I just wondered who it was because in the comics it's kind of varied. At what age Matt is when his dad dies Sometimes he's college age Sometimes he's a kid Like it's kind of all over the place uh, It's never that consistent So here he's he's younger Just kind of like he was in the movie Just makes me wonder who was looking after him after that And you know I can't remember if they mentioned was his mom. Did they mention that his mom was alive In this iteration or not?
2: No not really I don't think
0: You know because like, in the comics I think he never really knew his mom And then he kind of meets her later, years later in *Born Again*. So, and she's a nun. So, I just was the, curious. Yeah, uh, because they, they say no, She's was. Was he raised by nuns? Yes,
1: here? yes. That's where Stick finds him in the monastery.
0: That's right, with the monastery. So that maybe his mom is there and he doesn't know it possible and maybe that's part of
1: sorry are you talking about the phone call and one of the first phone episodes? call where he's
0: yeah. placing the basically placing bet the bet it but doesn't he also ask someone to look after him or am I might just yeah totally well, out I, I off. think
1: he I think, I, I just, I I think he says I don't <laughs> know, I would have dad. said I
2: would have said something about like that he says you know to make sure that he gets taken care of but mm. I just made that assumption that make sure he gets taken care of by getting the winnings
0: okay like the booking, yeah,
2: and that's. So I thought it was a different. But... I
0: thought it was a different conversation, just based on what, the, what he was saying. But I haven't watched it in two months, so I could be wrong. I invite my being wrong. The
2: uh, the one thing I didn't really like, and again, this made me probably like the character of Foggy less. Okay, is that when he finds out that Murdoch is Daredevil? Yes Or whatever Man of the mask Or whatever they're calling him At that point in time He just basically Throws his whole life away Like it seemed like He was trying to have A relationship And then all of a sudden He's like Screw this I'm gonna go back with my Old random college girlfriend And I'm packing up the law firm Like One little thing happens In your life You don't pack up everything Uh You get your ass out there And you become a better lawyer
1: (laughs)
0: Yeah, I guess I the, just the idea that he thought that he, everything in his life was kind of based on—well, not everything, but a certain big part of his work life was dedica- was based on a friendship and and a trust, and that trust he lost, and then he just didn't really know where to go from there. I understand. I, I agree with you. That he did overreact made him A
2: little feel like a uh, weak character.
0: Yeah. Uh, I guess the, Yeah I, I, I can definitely see Where you're coming from I get where they were Going with the character I did think That they went on A little along with it And I was like You know Man up a little um, But again That happened In the comics too Now in the comics I think it was worse And probably more Earned that Foggy was pissed Because I mean By the time Foggy found out I think Daredevil Had been around For like 350 issues And like 30 years In the comics So I think When he finally found out It would have been like Seriously Fuck you Matt like, this entire time you've been Daredevil, and you lied to me. Um, one thing, actually, a reference I loved was uh, when he first meets uh, Claire Temple, so played by Rosario Dawson, when he uses the alias Mike. That made me laugh so hard.
2: And the reason being? Here it
0: comes. Uh, <laughs> Set me up for it. The, uh, the reason why I enjoyed that was because in the comics in the 60s, Stan Lee... You um, always had to inject soap opera and drama So the idea was that Karen and Matt thought Sorry, and, Karen and Foggy Thought that they figured out that Matt was Daredevil, And Matt knew this And was like, I gotta throw them off the trail So the only way to do this is to pretend to be my own Identical twin brother that they've never heard of before And I've never mentioned Known as Mike Murdoch. And so, and he acts completely different Acts like he can see, which is kind of weird Um... And you know, is is totally like a showboating, like almost like a chauvinist, and kind of calling everyone doll and being very like outspoken and and loud, boisterous, and very unlike um, Matt himself. And because it's the '60s and it's a soap opera, it works. Um, which so I like that they kind of use that reference here because again, if you are in the know and you know that's about the character, it's a funny in joke and funny Easter egg. But if you're not, it won't make any difference at all. It's huh. it's it's the, it's the Easter eggs sometimes that hang there and you're like, I know it's a reference to something, but I don't know what. That's annoying and cl- kind of cloying to a reader to a, a viewer who doesn't know it. But for these Easter eggs, I think were just much more clever and subtle, and then they they worked better personally. Whereas I remember in the Daredevil movie, there was a part, a part where they were like name dropping uh, Daredevil creators, and I was like, "This is fucking painful," because they were like talking about like different uh, boxers that that uh, Batlin Jack was going to fight, and they're like Bendis, Bendis. Mac, yeah. Miller, or something like that. And I was like, "These are all recent creators. This is like a jackhammer in my face. Like they're just guess what? These are all the people who worked on Daredevil. We're going to name drop everyone." Yeah, great. Anyways, that's all I've got. Uh, I think we've arrived at our destination, so I think we're going to wrap up. Thank you so much, guys, for uh, being on the show and for talking Daredevil. I'm glad that it's so weird that Richard's more in the know than Paul.
1: More little bit,
0: eh? Yeah, it's, it's uh, very unusual, very uncommon. Uh, I don't think it'll ever happen again.
2: Not likely Unless no. we uh, do season 2 For the next thing That's Maybe.
0: true Well the next Netflix show They're doing is called Jessica Jones It's going to be called A.K.A. Jessica Jones But they just dropped that From the title thankfully So uh,
2: Because they wanted Some J names <laughs> <back to> <laughs> Absolutely uh, Also You want to know What makes me a little nervous For season 2 What Is that the th- The thing that When I first started Watching it I was like When is he going to Get the suit
0: and oh, by the end, so you're like, you it? didn't want him to have the suit. No.
2: And by the end, I'm like, man, I liked him way bored when he didn't have the suit you know, because heard,
1: he felt real and now he feels that, like a comic book character. Yeah. From people.
0: I kind of feel the same. Like, it's interesting. Like, I was so waiting for the suit and once he got the suit, I was like, that's cool. I kind of liked his old kind of, you know, just kind of military gear.
2: But I did enjoy when Foggy uh, made fun of the horns. Yes. Yes, he definitely
0: did. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. And until the next time we do an on-the-road episode, which might be a long time from now.
2: (laughs) On the road again.
0: Bye-bye.